Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Soul Nectar Podcast. I'm your guide, Nadine Hamilton, bringing you juicy and enlightening conversations surrounding all things spirituality, sexuality, and self-love. Join me as we explore topics that inspire you to consciously create your own reality, awaken to your true potential, and infuse more pleasure into your life. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special conversation with Nicole Pemberton today. I actually spoke with her a couple days ago now, and I'm now recording the intro for this episode on January 1st. And let me tell you, damn, it feels good to be out of 2020. (laughs) Of course, I've been doing a lot of reflection and feel so extremely grateful for the growth and clarity that 2020 has brought me but at the same time i can't say that i'm sad to say goodbye for so many collectively 2020 was a year of loss transition pain adaptability impermanence growth discernment all of the things And it really has been wild for everyone to be going through this experience collectively. Of course, it looks very different from person to person, but I think in a way it's also brought us together and it's allowed for this sacred pause, this time to be still, this time to go inward, this time to figure out who am I, where have I been, where am I now, where am I going? I think having the time and space to just have the opportunity to ask yourself these big questions is invaluable. For me, in the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic even started, I had an experience that was one of the most painful, traumatic, darkest experiences of my life, where I had a total ego death I felt like I had lost my identity, my career, my community, everything um, just kind of fell apart very suddenly and very unexpectedly. And then as the pandemic happened and the entire world shut down, it was such a profound experience for me to give myself permission to not rush into the next thing, to not just run off again to the next location or the next job. It really gave me permission to be still with myself, go inward and ask myself, what do I really care about? And what reality do I wanna consciously create? What version of myself do I wanna step into? And I now feel very ready to go even deeper within to further unleash my own sensuality and reconnect with my divine feminine energy to launch this podcast that I'm very excited and simultaneously a little nervous about, to be honest. It is so out of my comfort zone to be speaking so publicly and putting myself out there so much and to even just be speaking into a microphone and recording myself. It's very different from writing an Instagram post where you can carefully curate the exact image that you want to put out there and edit the perfect caption, but 
with this podcast, it feels very vulnerable and naked and raw and exposed. And I've made the decision to just lean into what scares me. And I know that over time, the more episodes I do, the more interviews that I have with people, it's just going to become easier and more natural. So maybe you can hear my nervousness. Maybe you can't, but trust me, it's there. So I first heard of Nicole Pemberton a few months ago at this online summit for spiritual women entrepreneurs. She was speaking on the pleasure panel with a bunch of other women and her presence, her energy, her passion is so palpable and strong and infectious that when I was coming up with a list of people to interview for Soul Nectar, it was such a no-brainer to invite her on. And she graciously agreed to spend this time diving into some really juicy topics. She is such an impactful storyteller and has this way of speaking that is truly empowering and inspiring. So even just being in her presence is an awakening experience. And I am pumped for you to receive her profound transmissions and wisdom. I also want to say that this information is so valuable for all genders, all identities, not just women and people with wombs, even though the topics of this conversation are mostly centered around the divine feminine and reconnecting to your womb space. I think there's valuable insight for everyone in this episode. And again, even if you don't have a womb, it can inform you how to better support, understand, and show up for the people in your life who do have wombs. So Nicole Pemberton's lineage comes from the islands of Antigua and Barbuda, St. Kitts and Nevis, and the countries of England and Canada. She has an extensive background in performance and education in dance. Nicole has studied in health coaching, somatic movement, and energy healing modalities like Reiki and crystal therapy. She is a womb priestess, dance artist, educator, writer, speaker, and a temple body artist through the mentorship of Sophia Tom. It is through transformative life experiences, as well as her own studies and mentorships, that she has now birthed her own platform called The Goddess Moves. In The Goddess Moves, Nicole offers one-on-one mentorship and online group programs. She facilitates sacred space for women to deepen into a transformative relationship with their own womb space. In this conversation, you can expect to hear a lot of things. We're all over the place and really dove deep into a lot of juicy topics, such as methods for clearing and cleansing your energy fields with water rituals, and also connecting to the element of water via your own womb, the differences between sensuality and sexuality, Nicole's journey of creating her platform, The Goddess Moves, She also explained what the hell is womb wisdom and why should we care about it and how can we connect to it and use it in our day-to-day lives. We discussed balancing the divine feminine and masculine energies, how to signal safety, comfort, and relaxation to your womb, how to come back home to yourself and find answers from your inner world, how to get to the root of the pain and trauma that you may be carrying through ancestral healing and emotional clearing, 
practical tools for self-forgiveness, acceptance, and expression. Holistic, multidimensional healing by incorporating the body, movement, and dance. Using movement and somatic practices as a sacred healing ritual to release emotions. Reconnecting with your inner wild woman. How to date yourself and really cultivate a relationship with yourself. And how to infuse more presence, more joy, more pleasure, more sensuality into your day-to-day life. There are so many mic drop moments in this conversation and I'm excited for you to hear it. So I will stop rambling and let's welcome Nicole Pemberton to the Soul Nectar podcast. I am here chatting with the powerful and inspiring Nicole Pemberton. I've personally been so looking forward to this conversation because Nicole is the living embodiment of so many of the things that I'm personally so passionate about, like womb wisdom and reconnecting with your divine feminine and healing through movement and dance. So yes, very special guest today. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you so much for opening the space for this uh, really amazing conversation. My pleasure. Thank you. So I want to open up with a question that I'll be asking all of my soul nectar guests. So what has been the nectar for your soul? In other words, what has been nourishing you on a soul level? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. On a soul level, water. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Water. Um, I was just even yesterday I was thinking I was getting a little bit more conscious of the water I was drinking and how my body was affected by uh, tap water or filtered water or what have you. Right. Um, And I just noticed the, the really subtle shift in my body with, with the type of water um, the different types of water I was drinking and how my body reacted. So I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And the, the use of water on a cleansing um, frequency. So um, with baths and showers and um, the visualization of cleansing and refreshing and the the idea of this of nourishing as well hydrating the cells hydrating the body um and also clearing um anything uh a ritual that i love to to do is that um when i'm in a bath you know when when i'm done i let the the water take the plug up let the water go down. I don't leave the tub until all the water is gone. So it just feels like anything that has been um, extracted from my body slowly comes off. It's like the final, uh, um, the final process of that bath of all of that going down the drain before I do a final rinse and then nourish the body. So yeah, water has been very simple symbolic uh lately and also because of you know it's winter time 
seeing the frozen representation of water um, out uh, from my window and out in, in, in my uh, climate where I live, you know, it also brings a space of stillness and mystery because out of all those snowflakes, every single one of them is not the same, you know, and it just brings a, a beautiful lesson uh, of, of the winter season. So, yeah. Oh, that mm -hmm. was like poetry. That was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it just reminds me of so much of what you talk about on your platform with sensuality. And I think people hear that term sensuality and they automatically associate it, associate it with sexuality, but mm -hmm sensuality is just getting in touch with the senses and what do you taste? What do you feel? What do you hear? And really indulging in that. So mm -hmm. indulging and in feeling that water on your skin or taking a walk and listening to the wind in the trees. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really love that. And especially as, as women and womb holders being so connected to the element of water within our wombs and seeing it as part of ourselves. So that's so beautiful. Yeah, even like the, yeah, as you said, the sacred waters in our womb space, there is the, the, the waters that come through when we're turned on or we're in high pleasure or the waters that house life, you know, that surrounds life um, or the, the nectar that flows through in different, times uh during our cycle during the month you know um there is a deeper mm, a deeper ritual there's a deeper understanding of these sacred waters that that come from our womb mm -hmm. for sure mm. beautiful and i i would love if you could tell us a little bit more about how the goddess moves was birthed. So what was the journey like <laughs> into creating this incredible, this incredible platform for yourself and serving others in this capacity? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it initially started as um, the womb diaries. I, I, w I, I was struggling with a name. <laughs> First it, it was a blog and I would just write, uh, you know, things that um, I found interesting or that inspired me. And it had, and, and I, I was thinking it was kind of like a diary. I was writing, you know, from my own perspective, from my womb, from my body and from my, um, just what I noticing and within uh, the community and women and healing and dance and movement and all of that. And so it was initially called the womb diaries. And, um, and it was really just an expressive, uh, you know, I didn't think too much about it in terms of a business or anything like that. It was just a platform to express. I needed an outlet to express because I was at that point where there's a lot of things that were coming and I, um, I, my, I literally could not hold them in my body anymore. It just, it had to go out there and had to get out there. So I didn't know what to do with it. So I just thought, well, let's just put it up start up a Facebook group and, there you go. And, and I'll figure it out. 
And I think that had to do with when I was going through my fibroid journey, my physical womb clearing. When I went through my fibroids and, and, I, and I was getting a re-education about, you know, the center core in my body and, and deepening into the creativity part and how where if we stifle the creative juices or the, the downloads, the wisdom, the, the little hits that we get, and it's, you know, it, it becomes trapped in our body. And while I was at a point where I'm not trapping anything, let it go, <laughs> let it be free. <laughs> get out there, I don't care where it goes, but it just needs not to be in my body, right? So, um, I remember working with an intuitive, with, um, intuitive uh, spiritual counselor uh, and, um, and she was helping me with this. And, and I said the name and she's like, ooh, that's good. So when are you gonna put it out there? And I'm like, uh, I guess I could do it. So she, she's like, yeah, so when? <laughs> so she was like that, you know, she helped me to be that anchor of like, oh, okay, I guess, I, I guess I could do it, you know, to give me that encouragement. And then I, and later on, it that the name did not make sense. It did make sense, but it didn't, it, I was evolving. And I was getting more into um, the knowledge of the divine feminine and the goddesses. And so, and then this is when I was uh, looking at, okay, how can I turn, excuse me, this is turning into something more, bigger than me. Um, as I embraced more education and wisdom about the womb, about the divine feminine, about the goddesses, about our blood and, um, and all those things. I thought about how am I gonna express my, my movement because I've been, uh, my, my background has been in dance. I've devoted over 20 years of, of uh, professional dance, teaching, choreographing, and then weaved in these spiritual and wellness and, and all these other things within there. And so I was like, okay, I have this, you know, I have the dance, I have this expressive arts, but I also have this. So how can, what is the theme? How can we thread these together? And so I was very steeped in the goddess, uh, learning about the goddess and, and learning about the expressive arts that is very much tied to the divine feminine. Um, it's how we, what we use for ritual and ceremony and all these things. And so the name came to me. I don't know where I was. <laughs> probably in the shower because <laughs> a lot of my ideas come with again water mm -hmm. um but I just had this vision of the, this feminine body just moving and being in this full essence and this full-bodied just knowing and being and expressing and and just this ah uh, this breath and some way, in some shape, the goddess moves appeared and I renamed everything. I told everybody who was on my very intimate group that was on uh, Facebook and, um, and on Instagram, I, uh, it, this is, I'm going through a shift and this is direction it's going. And it went from there. That's how the name and 
how I started to grow this platform. Yeah, it happened from there. Mm. Wow, there is so, so many different topics that I want to dive into now. <laughs> that was so good, but I love, I love how you touched upon kind of, well, I'll speak personally with my own journey and connecting to my womb and my womb wisdom was the profound realization that our wombs aren't only to birth physical life, but also to birth energetic life and creativity and ideas and projects. And that's such a continuous gift that keeps on giving from connecting to the womb is you feel like you're suddenly birthing all of these projects and ideas and you can't hold on to them anymore. They just have to be released and expressed in order to serve other people as well. So that's uh, so powerful. Mm -hmm. And in preparation for this interview, I asked um, on my Instagram what questions people wanted to ask. And a common one um, was pretty simple. People just wanted to know what is womb wisdom? What does that mean? What does that look like? That was the first thing I asked. <laughs> like, okay, sounds great. But yeah. what is it? <laughs> that, that was the first thing I, I, I really had to sit into and, and discover for myself because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, prior to, prior to my, my, uh, wound, my physical wound clearing with fibroids, um, you know, I, the connection I had to my, my center was through my, my, my menstrual blood, my cycle. And, it was not the greatest relationship that I had with it. Um, so my, my education prior to that journey was, okay, this is a space where you have babies, you have sex, um, and you know, it's surrounded by your hips and your butt and your, <laughs> your stomach. So the, you know, the center, I was mainly focused on you know, keeping it toned and and in shape. And I didn't like any extra fat there. And, you know, because I was in dance and, 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 and movement, uh, you know, I, I held myself to that athletic standard. So it was very much the um, external. It was very external. It's how it looked, what it was supposed to do. If there was any imbalance, I wanted it gone. And when I was bleeding, I wanted it to be done at, before it even started. You know, it was an inconvenience of my busy life of doing stuff. You know, this, there was no real deep relationship there. So when, when I went to my first women's circle and they said, okay, we're, we're going to talk to your wombs. I said, who now what? Talk to who? and go deep and they took us through and uh, the person that was facilitating took us through a meditation and what I didn't know is that my body was just like a channel that was just like yes give me more of this and I thought, well, this is interesting, you know, how quickly I just went in. I went in and I went deep and I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was just like, I, I just went in and, I, and I, I just followed what the facilitator told me to do and I did it and, and I, it was a guided visualization and it was just like, I was blown away at what happened because 
it, at first on the surface, it felt like, you know, going into a meditation, feeling, sensing, okay, awesome. But when we went deeper into it, say, okay, what did you see? What did you observe? What did you notice? What came through? What do you feel? You know, I was like, uh, uh, I, well, uh, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to say. So I just said what, what came, what I had in my head or what I felt. And through that inquiry, you know, we went through another process, but it was, there was so much medicine that came through it. And then I remember going, uh, I distinctly remembering the, um, <clears throat> one of the participants that was there, she gave me a lift home and we were talking about the menstrual cycle. And she was saying that, you know, how she was talking about the magic of our blood and, and all, and, and the power and the ritual and, and the cleansing and all of this from our, 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 our menstrual cycle. And I was like, blown away. Because I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know any of this stuff. It was like I was being back in school, being re-educated about the, the power and the energetic and the, um, the wisdom. Um, Nikki Carly said this quote, the oracle between your thighs. And I was like, God damn yes. I said what you know and the way she said it was just like yeah I was like what do you mean <laughs> but here's the thing and um here's how I describe it womb wisdom is the place in the depths and the center of our body where we can access the codes the messages our intuition that is within us each and every one of us Ooh. so how do you find that <laughs> and this is how this is where you know balancing the energies of the divine feminine and masculine is that we're so conditioned to go, 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 busy, busy, now, now, do, do. And there's times where we absolutely, it's just like, we got to go, we got to go. But we are not going to hear the innate wisdom in those spaces. We just won't. And I'm, 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 a, I'm a, a testament to that because that was me, that truly was me. You know, and I still fall into sometimes those patterns where it's just like, right? And I got to remind myself and be like, okay, you got to stop for a moment. So the first step to accessing the womb wisdom is to get still, is to create space where you can drop in, tune in to your body and the and the best way is to put your hands on your body you know there's there you can either put one hand on your heart one hand on your womb two hands on your heart or two hands on your womb and you can do a womb cradle where your one hand is like this the other hand is here you have your thumbs here and you place it your belly button is right here and you place it in your hands and so that womb cradle <clears throat> just sends a signal to your body, to your womb of safety, 
of comfort, of like, I got you, I'm here. And relaxation. And you can start by just going into a meditation, right? Whether you want silence, complete silence, or, you know, being outside, looking out into nature, tuning into your body, um, or listening to some music that really just calms you down and breathing into your womb. I have a practice that is a womb breath where we use the elements of water, water again, <laughs> right? We use the elements of water and, um, and breath to really drop into your womb. And it's just bringing the energy down into your root chakra, into your sacral chakra, which are the two, um, two lowest, the two base points of your, um, from the base of your spine. And to, if you think about the, the, you have the base, which is your, you know, the, your seat bone and then the middle. And if you think about where your belly button is, right, that's where your sacral chakra is. So connect, just feeling the energy down in this space. And to access the wisdom, ask a question, you know, and it can be simple as what do I need to know right now, right? Or if you're, you know, if you're thinking about your calling or, or what, whatever it is, you know, how can I best serve? It, the question is completely up to you. What, it, you can just focus on what is alive and present and what is the question you'd like to ask. And, and that's, the, that's the start of that, excuse me, that communication with your innate wisdom, with your womb wisdom, with your intuition, right? And then just notice what comes through. So it can be a song lyric, it can be a picture, it could be a word, it can be a, you know, you, you, you're reminded of somebody, you're reminded of a situation, an experience appears, um, a section of a movie, an object, whatever it is, right? Just notice and allow whatever it is that is being shown to you. And sometimes it could be absolute nothing. Maybe your body just needs to be still. And then the message will come later, right? But it's getting still and getting in tuned with your body, with your womb. And just asking one question. It's like Abraham, uh, Abraham Hicks, who talks about ask and receive, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we ask, we think we're asking out there, which, you know, there are energetic forces that are helping us out, but also you're also asking in here, you know, you're asked, you're accessing your, your, your innate wisdom, your codes, your sub, sub, uh, subconscious and consciousness, your cellular memory, you're accessing that and you're, the emotional intelligence, the center is in our womb space. So we start by 
dropping in, tuning in. So the womb wisdom is your innate wisdom. It is your intuition. It is your deep oracle. It is tied to your creativity, your sensuality, your play, your expression, your advocacy, what you stand for. So, yeah. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Incredible. Yes. Oh, there's so... I want to touch upon so many things that you brought up, Mm -hmm. but uh, where do I start? Yeah, I think for me, the key in what you said is coming back to yourself, coming back to your innate wisdom and trusting that all of the answers that you're seeking are already within you. And I think in this deeply masculine driven, colonized world where all of these indigenous practices have been destroyed and uprooted and those were the cultures that were in touch with being in harmony with nature and favoring collaboration over competition and focusing on the collective instead of just individual gain and also trusting that we are connected to something much greater than ourselves we're connected to the cosmos we're connected to nature we're a part of the macrocosm and yeah, I think we've lost touch with coming back into the feminine flow, coming back into trusting our inner wisdom. And it really can be that simple. And I think that's something people don't realize is when we have these big questions about life and about our identity and why we're here and what the hell we're doing we're looking outside of ourselves. And I have totally been guilty of that on my own journey. I was frantically searching, why am I here? What's my purpose? What am I doing? But the true answers lie in the stillness that you create and just tuning into yourself. And I think, especially when it comes to tuning into your your womb space, that's where life force energy lies you know that's the powerhouse so tuning into that energy specifically is so powerful and holds so many answers so I love that you brought all of that up mm-hmm. yeah it is it is something I mean it 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 it, it blew me away mm-hmm. because the I mean I was first looking into the physical right I was looking into the hormones I was looking into nutrition um, I was looking into exercise and, and all the acupuncture, massage, all the holistic things, you know, that we, that can support us. I was looking all of the, at all of the external. Um, <clears throat> and then as I peeled the layers and got deeper, there is, it was, it was like, I don't know, Aladdin, a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> There was just so much, I was like, I did not know that is tied. You know, you have the external and the internal, right? And a lot of times we're so focused on the external. We don't even realize that we need to balance the internal, the energetics, um, our thoughts, um, you know, your, your lifestyle, the stress, the, um, you know, how you show up in the world, your energy, your, your emotions, all these things, they are also, you know, how you move and how you move your body, how you move that energy. You know, those are, those are, those are things that 
also that is the that is the wisdom that is the womb wisdom that are that is the internal you know the relationship with the with the womb and our blood and you know um our bodies you know dismantling conditioning and um old patterns and 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 looking at ancestral wounding or ancestral beliefs and a culture and and all of these things clearing what all these things that may have been um you know beyond our lifetime but still show up today you know these are all of these things that get stored in our wombs mm-hmm. and when I realized that even just thinking about ancestral wisdom I was just having a conversation with somebody about this today you know ancestral when we think ancestral, we think of our parents, grandparents, great, 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 right? But it's not just our family. Yes, they, pre- they cr- created a foundation, a blueprint, but it's also going back to examining and looking at the matriarch, the matriarchal society, and some of these things that happen through the transition from matriarchal to patriarchal, you know, some of the things, the residual effects of those things that affect us today and that are still imprinted, that, that we have a cellular membrane, memory of those things, you know. And so it is up to us part of womb wisdom is to empty out and to clear and to create a new, um, a new paradigm or a new conditioning that honors the past, but we don't take some of that baggage with us, right? We acknowledge, we honor, uh, but some of it does not come with us as we forge forward. As we, as we heal and cleanse and, 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 and set out a living legacy for ourselves and a, a living legacy for the people after us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that was another huge realization for me was that we, we hold the imprints of our ancestors' experiences on both an energetic and a cellular level, as you mentioned, especially in the womb space. So I'm wondering, what does it look like to do ancestral healing and emotional clearing specifically to get in touch with what, what pain, what trauma, what imprints are we still carrying that don't necessarily belong to us in this lifetime and belong to maybe past lifetimes or ancestors? How can we begin to recognize that and clear that? Um, it starts with, um, you know, getting to a root of an issue. So, and it's going to be very individual, um, to everybody. Uh, one of the most common, few of the most common things is to clear, um, fear or, um, forgive, you know, release, uh, release, uh, shame, doubt, guilt, trauma, right? Um, or frustration, release in an experience that caused a belief, then that belief enforced a pattern and that pattern has enforced uh, a so-called identity, right? 
um, that gets repeated. And so in order to address all of that, we have to get to the root, right? So let's say the, um, the root cause is um, a wounding in uh, the feminine, um, or there's, a, there's a, a fear of being visible, right? So, okay, so there's a fear of being visible. You don't, there's like, you, you don't really feel comfortable being uh, in, a, in a larger platform or being in front of people, or you have all of the, these ideas, but you're afraid about what will people think and expectations are all of that. So if we're dealing with something like that, I'd be like, okay, uh, why do you believe? Why do you, why do you believe that this isn't so, that this is what it is? What, where does the fear come from? Right. And so, so there's a peeling back of layers of where, where's the root. And usually the root will then come from an experience. Maybe somebody said something that was like soul crushing and it was just like, it laid an imprint, you know, that is not true saying, Oh, you can't, you, 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 you too big to, 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 to lead. Who's going to listen to you. And then if you keep getting that, it's just like, oh yeah, well, who is going to listen to me? I have all these ideas, but you know, I, I don't have, you know, a college degree. I don't have this and I'm not really worthy. People are there going to laugh. The last time I did it, I was as people laughed at me. So I, 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 no, that's, I, I don't, I don't do that. Right. The energy just goes in. Mm. So it's getting, and, and, and sometimes it is uncomfortable. It's getting to the root. It's getting to the root of that, the environment, that situation, who said what, who was around, how did it feel, where was it in the body, you know, uh, how old you were, all of these things, what reinforced it. And to hold it up as a, as a mirror and say, okay, we're going to confront this, right? So there's the process of really honoring that initiation, but at the same time, the question is, are you ready to let, take off that backpack and let it go mm. and to, to clear that? So we got to address it first. We've got to confront it and then, you know, do an investigation of all the, like the words, the mindset, how the body felt, you know, what, what did, what did you actually really need at that moment? What did you really need to hear instead of what was, what was, what you got in that moment? And then it's like, okay, with unfiltered a lens on, with seeing the situation in a space of unconditional love and non-judgment, you know, seeing the situation for what it was, knowing that wasn't your fault, that you know, other people's stories and, and identifying, okay, that was somebody else's story. That was somebody else's experience. That was somebody else's energy. Was that yours? No. So removing that energy. And so there's various ways we can cut the cord, the energetic cord, where it's like you take your hand out, right? And you visualize what it is and you chop that sucker down, right? <laughs> Or you just uh, just gently start to 
pull that out. And there's an embodiment practice that I do that you just start to move and pull whatever it is. And you start from your womb and then from your womb, then you, then you go to any part of your body that feels that, that tension, right? So we start to really, you, at first you acknowledge, you see the situation, you honor it, and then you start to recognize, okay, what is not yours? What is not yours? What, what are the things that were said that was not true? What did you start believing and how do we recondition that? You know, and replace that with, okay, what is true right now? Who are you right now, right? Um, what, what do you know that is good, that, that you know about yourself that you can be proud of right now, right? So we're changing the energy and using that initiation to say, you know what, because of this initiation, I know, I know I have a voice. I know that story was not mine. I know these people were acting from whatever. That was not mine. I'm ready to take that energy off, right? And, and then you move in a way that feels, okay, how does it feel that when you take other people's energy away, how you feel a little lighter, a little bit more breath, right? It's not so, is it, is, and you know, and you wait out, is it, is it as scary anymore? You know, do you feel like you can, and then we have attainable, bite-sized attainable action steps and activities or practices um, to, continue the momentum of that reconditioning because when we recondition and we put out a new uh, a new signal a new frequency out there you know that needs practice to integrate right if we don't do practice then the body will get comfortable and be like no i want to go back to here this is what i know and you're like no bitch we're going over here <laughs> you know so there is a little bit of duality, but when, when, when you're addressing the root of an issue and then you, then you clear it and then now you've got, you've got space, right? Well, that space wants to be filled up. So we got to put the good stuff in there. You got to put the good stuff in there. You got to go put the good mindset. You got to put the good practices, the movement, writing, whatever it is, drawing, singing, dancing, whatever it is that makes you, that gets you in that place of grounding and remembering and reinforcing, okay, this is the new mindset. This is the new energy. This is what, uh, this is the new beliefs. This is the new patterns. This is the new thing. And it's just like this beautiful cyclical, cyclical, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, is this, this motion of con, con, uh, uh, repatterning until mm -hmm. so you're not even thinking about it anymore it's just is mm. right mm, yes that reminds me of what we were kind of mentioning earlier of losing touch with ourselves and especially with like western allopathic medicine we're so focused on the symptoms and on taking pills and putting on band-aids instead of ever getting to the root and I think that has seeped into not only our thoughts on the medical field and how we treat our bodies, but then also when it comes to emotional and ancestral healing, where there's a tendency to not want to dive into the root. And okay, when was the first time that I felt this way? What happened in that moment? What contractor agreement did I subconsciously make with myself in that moment that I'm still carrying to this day as an adult? 
So there's only so far that you can go with doing talk therapy or positive affirmations or journaling because healing is is something that should be treated holistically. It's not something that's just mental, just emotional. You also have to incorporate the body. So where does dance and somatic practices and movement come into the healing journey? It facilitates moving the energy. Um, and it also really gets it. We, we go from mm, moving from our heart into our womb instead of moving just solely from our head, right? So, you know, everything works in conjunction with one another in a beautiful balance, right? Uh, you know, our minds are very realistic and reality based, even though, yes, we, we think of like, you know, the imagination and um, all the visions and things come from our mind and, and to a, an extent, yes, uh, but it's not only there, but this is more the rational, the heart and the womb. This is where we get into a deeper, a deeper um, wisdom, a deeper knowing. Ask me the question again. Yeah. So what role does movement, somatic healing and dance play in the healing journey? Good. So yeah, the dance um, and somatic practices, they're a part of sacred ritual. They're a part of sacred ceremony. Um, They help us to access those deeper parts of us in a very effective way, right? So when we move and we dance um, in various different forms, we could be going really fast or really slow or, you know, or we go through a journey, where you where you go through those roller coasters you are you are you are coming out of your head and you are really deepening into the body so what happens in the body you breathe so the breath is activated we're moving that energy um the channels the portals are being opened so you can access a greater um perspective and and access that greater wisdom that is inside of you so it's like unlock it's like a key opening the door right right you start you you go through a good movement journey and then all of a sudden you're just you come to a place of stillness and you're like wow you're like wow you realize you 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 get conscious of the of of the of uh what happened you know maybe you, you went you were out of your body and you went somewhere but somatic and dance and movement healing resources and tools really help to facilitate moving the energy, digesting the energy, the energetics, the electricity, and to clear. It also helps to clear as well, right? Uh, So it is really a, a fully embodied um, expression of healing for the womb, for your whole body. And it is probably one of the most vulnerable forms of healing because we put blocks and barriers on it because it's looked at as you're supposed to look like a certain way. 
And if you don't look a certain way, well, here goes expectations. Here comes judgment. Here comes people you think are laughing at you or being amused or saying something, right? And so we let that get in our way. However, it is actually a metaphor for life as well because how you step out there, whether you're doing it by yourself or you're doing it with a group of people, how you step out and move with freedom and abundance and, and just connecting with the body, connecting with the music, connecting with your soul. You know, if it's restricted like this, how are you showing up in life, right? So if moving your hips in a way kind of makes you feel like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's explore that then. What about that? Why, why does it make you feel a little bit, you know, shy or something? What's underneath the hood of that? You know, and, and, and really, and you start to open open into different areas that you didn't even know that that movement could help to, to uh, provide breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think, yeah, in our society from since we were little kids, we're told, sit still, be quiet, put on, I don't know, put on a pretty face and Mm -hmm. being wild, the wild woman and expressing yourself physically and with your words, with voicing is so, has been so suppressed over the years. And we forget to think of emotions as energy that are in our body that need to be expressed and need to be moved and need to be released. So when you are feeling rage and anger, instead of judging yourself for that feeling, it can be so powerful to just close the door, <laughs> scream into a pillow, move your body like a crazy person, punch the pillow, whatever you need to do to get it out um, and stop restricting yourself so much, like let yourself move. And it doesn't need to look good or sensual or pretty, just whatever comes to you, just let it out. And that can be so freeing. I know it has for me, Mm -hmm. um, and just intuitively seeing how does my body want to move today? And it's so beautiful, the feeling afterwards to release all of these emotions that sometimes you didn't even realize you had within you and sometimes might not even be yours. <laughs> you're carrying someone else's emotions and energy and you're releasing that. So yeah, yeah for me, I've found that movement is such an essential part of my practice, um, daily, even if it's just for 30 seconds or a minute, just making sure to move my body. And it's also a powerful way to make sure that you're tuning back into yourself instead of being so hyper mental with this buzzing mind all the time, really connecting back to your body and trusting that the answers, the wisdom, the healing is already within you. You just have to connect to it. Yeah. And you mentioned the wild woman. Um, you know, it does uh, bring us back, bring us in a space of not so much giving yourself permission, but to let those those parts of you um, come out to be uninhibited, to 
move your head and to, to move your body in such a way. It is very, it, it taps into your sensual sovereignty as well. The wild woman, the sensual sovereignty, you know, it really does help connect you into your own embodiment and your own, your fire in, 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 in your solar plexus. And also that, uh, that expansion of, of, of your own expression. You know, the wild woman has uh, either been celebrated and, you know, the fact that she's so free. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> and then there's other times the wild woman will be very vilified and be like, oh, my gosh, because the shadow of the wild woman is anger and is passion. And, ah, and sometimes it, it does not look pretty. It's messy. It's ah, all over. Right. And so to balance out that woman, that wild woman, it needs it needs outlets to Ah, let go. And also within the sovereignty, you know, it's owning the, the expression and owning the, um, the power that comes through of how you express, you know, of your hips, your sway, your, your breath, the way you move through space and, and co-create in that moment, right? Nobody gives you permission to do that. You don't need permission to do that. Um, it's like uh, when we learn from the animal kingdom, the lion doesn't ask permission to roar. Mm. <laughs> right? They don't, you know, they don't, they don't just walk and mm. all of a sudden, oh, can, can I do it now? <laughs> My prey is over there. Do, do, do you mind to scooch down? I, I, I'm going to roar. You okay? Yeah. Okay, good. You know, <laughs> you know, the, the the lion does not ask permission, so we don't need to ask permission to move how we want to move, right? The goddess does not need permission to be herself, and so when when we move, when we access those parts of ourselves through movement, you know, there is there is a deep cultivation of sovereignty of embodied power of like, yes, this is me. Whether you're moving really sensually or you're moving powerfully, are you moving with ease or you're just having fun, right? Mm, yes. Like if you were to ask yourself, if I can move my body in any way that it wants to right now and just forget about the judgment, forget about the shame, forget about the guilt, the fear, whatever it is, how would I move my body? And then just let yourself go, just move into it. And at first it might be a little awkward or uncomfortable or feel unnatural, but after a while, I think you'll really find your rhythm and really find it to be healing and this profound release of emotions and energies. Mm -hmm. And for people who have been numb or desensitized or so disconnected from their bodies. Maybe this is the first time they've ever even considered connecting to their womb or recognizing her at all. How can they begin to resensitize themselves and give themselves permission to actually feel what they're feeling? Use your hands, like use your hands, like touch your body. And when we say that, it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to touch my body. Like, <laughs> if that's where you want to go, then enjoy yourself. But 
it's literally, we are, you know, a lot of times we, it, and it, it is enjoyable to feel the touch from another person, whether you experience a hug, a kiss on the cheek, somebody rubbing your back or holding your hand or, you know, it feels good. You know, it feels good to receive that. But we can give that gift to ourselves, right? So to start is um, if you put your hands together and just rub your hands as fast as you can, right? And as fast as you can until you feel that heat. And then when it feels like you've got enough heat in your hands, right? Start to slow this down. So one of the principles in Reiki is that we're, we, we, we channel the, the uh, universal consciousness of love and light and bringing it into our bodies and into your hands, right? So, and a lot of times we can't really, it's, it, sometimes it's hard to imagine that. So this is one of the ways to feel that energy. So once you get it down, your hands down to a simmer, start to slowly separate them and slowly start to just pulse your hands, right? And imagine you have a ball of energy and I like to reference it in your favorite color because it makes you smile. It makes you feel good, right? And you start to feel this energy in between your fingers and in your hands that you have just created, right? So you don't wanna make it too big. You just wanna keep it manageable. And then what, I guide my, my divine soul clients in doing is taking that energy and then bringing it above your crown and then slowly visualizing that ball of light going through your crown and through your head and using your hands as a guide to just move that energy. And as you move it, you know, you are going to touch your face, making sure where they're clean. We're in an era where we have to make sure they're clean. <laughs> and just moving that energy and feel the sensation of your hands on your body. Feel that nourishment, feel that love, feel the sensation of just moving the energy all throughout your body. And it's almost like you're giving yourself an energetic massage and you're connecting from the divine into your physical body all the way and just using your hands as a guide to start that visceral connection of skin to skin. And you can finish with just bringing your hands to one hand to your heart and one hand to your womb. And just taking a, full, a few breaths and just feeling that sensation what, and just noticing what was that like for you? Was that nourishing or did it feel silly? <laughs> was, it, was it grounding and you're like, yeah, I want more. Did it, you know, did it just bring you to a place where, you're, where you just needed to sit, right? So this is one practice that you can definitely, and, it, and, it, and you, 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 you can choose how long you want to go with it. Sometimes it's five minutes or two minutes. And if you wanna bring it and it's, it's longer, you know, you can gently squeeze the muscles 
giving yourself, you know, be mindful of your body, just to bring yourself into that connection of like, this is yours, you know, and if it morphs into a self-pleasure practice, well, then there you go. (laughs) And, you know, or if it just, you know, it just brings, it grounds you. The main intention is just to reconnect you into your body, right? I'm going to do that after this call. (laughs) So beautiful. Yeah, we, I think it's a powerful reminder that you can touch yourself in the same way that you would want a lover or a partner to touch yourself. You don't have to only reserve that pleasure and those sensations for times when you're intimate with someone else. That can be a daily practice that you do with yourself just to get in touch with your own inner world, your own body, your own sensuality, like allow yourself to feel pleasure and (laughs) explore your body and explore what works best for you. What do you like? What do you not like? And then you can better communicate that to a partner Mm -hmm. and really connect to yourself in a deeper, more sensual way. Mm -hmm. And what, what does sensuality mean to you and how do you personally infuse the mindset of sensuality into your day-to-day life? Mm. Um, Sensuality is noticing the breath between spaces. It is the pleasure, um, the enjoyment of the moment. It is the the immersion of delicious play. It is the the decadence of really being present in the moment and and invoking all of your senses in wherever you are, in whatever you're doing. It is a complete in, um, encapsulation of, of pleasure and pleasure in as, 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 as straightforward as, you know, drinking a beautiful glass of wine. And you know how uh, wine tasters, they, I never understood, I I didn't understand why they would spit out the wine. I'm like, that's some good wine. Why are you wasting it? (laughs) But, you know, obviously they're drinking a lot. You know, they don't want to get tipsy. But the way they, (laughs) they, they take in all of the notes of that wine. I always wonder, how do you get all those flavors, you know? But they say they taste the cherry, they taste the oak, they taste this fruit and a hint of that. And I was like... You know, that's, that's really when you really open up your palate to really take that in. So what happens when you enjoy a delicious meal, right? Um, my uh, a beautiful uh, soul sister, her name is Gia Lady, and I met her uh, two years ago. And I was at an immersion in Costa Rica with my mentor, Sophia Tom, and we're doing this goddess feast, right? And so we've had this long day and, you know, they said, get dressed. We're going to have this feast. 
So we get dressed and we come out and this glorious feast is, is in front of us. And, you know, I'm hungry. <laughs> we get there and, and there's a little bit of a show and, you know, um, and really taking in everything, right? And so there was this, before we actually dug in, it was just like, okay, an appreciation. First, we appreciate, just look, using your eyes, your senses to look at the food. Look at the food, look at the colors, look at, look at the, the texture, smell the, the smells the, from the food and, 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 and then to appreciate where the food comes from, who was in the fields or who was in the shop or whatever, who cut and grew the food, take, giving them appreciation. Mind you, I was hungry. So I was like, when can we eat? But, <laughs> but you know, but, but in, in hindsight, you know, there was there was this bring this, this there was sensuality and pleasure brought into this beautiful feast and we haven't even eaten anything we haven't touched nothing yet but it was invoking the senses right and then it was like okay take a piece and in my mind i said thank you but no take a piece and then offer it to your sister that is sitting next to you. Offer it to them. And then as you offered it to them, as the food touched your tongue, you, you know, you feel the, the, the glands uh, start to warm up. You taste the, the, the whatever flavor of whatever was put in your mouth and you chew it with such um, with uh, intention of absorbing all of the flavors out of that one bite, right? And then you swallow it and then you savor it. Right. And then the vice versa was done to the other person. And then it was like, okay, now start to intentionally take what you like, put it on your plate and just see this plate of goodness. And then we started to dig in. That is sensuality in every moment, right? Now it's not always gonna be that indulgent, <laughs> right? Um, but there is a, um, there, is a there is an intentional consciousness of this delicious enjoyment, whether you're playing, you're watching TV or you're having time with your lover or your partner or you're, you're spending time with your children, you're really in that present moment. And the womb responds to that because there is the spiral and this flowing of energy. And it's like you're saying, yes, you're creating space for that enjoyment, right? Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And for people who are listening, who this is a completely new concept for them and mm -hmm. they're not in touch with sensuality and maybe they're thinking, I just want to eat my food. <laughs> 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 Why do I have to do all of that? Yeah. 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 So yeah. what, what's in it for them? Why should they care about pleasure and sensuality and slowing down? Um, <laughs> it, 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 one of the most common things that comes out of a session is that, you know, how do you want to feel? I want to be happy. Mm -hmm. I want to feel joy. 
I'm gonna have fun. Okay, what does that look like? Right? Happy, fun, pleasure, joy. So it says something is sitting down, you know, put what's in it for them is that, okay, well, we got to create that. You got to be intentional about that. If you want to have those things in your life, well, then you've got to set the, you got to set the stage. You got to set up the space for it. If you want to intentionally have a wonderful, delicious meal, what are you going to cook? Right? What are the foods that make you feel happy that, that just make, that puts a smile on your face when you have that meal? It's just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. You know, right? You're creating pleasure. You're creating joy. You want to have more fun. Okay. If you have children, are you creating that space for your, for, for your, to, to interact and, and create activities, have activities to have more fun and to hear them laugh and play? Um, you want to have more enjoyment in your work. Okay. What is the work that you're doing? Are you doing the, the, the purposeful work that you know that is for you? Or are you doing work that is um, because of responsibilities and obligation? And how can you work with that to create an environment that there, there, there's some fun, there's some happiness, there's, there's that joy, right? So what's in it for, what's in it for, um, what's in it for the individual who says, yeah, I, I just, I just want to have fun. I just want to create, I, I just want to be happy. Okay, great. So let's set up the environment. Let's set up the space. Let's be an active participant in, 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 in that environment, in that energy, right? It doesn't just happen by saying, um, I want to. That's great. You have the intention. Fantastic. <laughs> now we got to be, now, now we got to set this, create the space for it. You know, you want to have $500 by the end of the month. Great. You want it to afford whatever. Fantastic. So what's the action step? So in order for, in order for us to, to embody and be in those spaces that we want to be in, the intention has to equal the action to create the environment for all of that to flourish. And then our energy on top of that, because we get motivated right? We feed the momentum, right? And then it's just like, okay, we're excited. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's, things start to shift and you just wonder, oh, wow, this is, this was different six months ago. Huh. Okay. Mm. So the intention has to follow the action. So when we go back to the eating analogy of eating a delicious meal, right? It doesn't have to be as indulgent as I, I described it before but what are you eating, right? What are you, what are you putting in your body? Mm -hmm. Does it feel good? You know, are you supporting your body with whatever nutrients and things to set yourself up for whatever your intention is? Yeah, and exactly like what we were saying with touching yourself the way you would want a lover to touch you also at least how I look at it is dating yourself, have a relationship with yourself, really take care of yourself. Are you just throwing things in the microwave every day and just eating that when, if you would invite the love of your life over to your house, maybe you would set the table, you would cook a beautiful homemade dinner, you would light the candles, you would play music. 
yeah, I think people should not run away from going all out for themselves and really showing themselves the same decadence and love and slowing down that they would for someone else in their life that they really care about. Mm-hmm. And another thing that uh, you brought up for me was when people come to you and they say, I want to be happy. I want to be joyful. I want to be this. I want to be that. There's this mindset. There's a tendency to have a mindset of, oh, once I do this, once I achieve this, once I'm at this point, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be joyful. Then I can slow down. But if you don't start to slow down right now and incorporate those things into your current life, who's to say that eventually a light switch is going to go off and it's like, oh, okay, I can slow down. Now I can really enjoy myself and be happy. So I think realizing that the present moment is all we really have and you need to slow down, take care of yourself, get in tune with your pleasure and sensuality now. And then that's something that you can carry with you going forward instead of always striving and seeking something in the future that may never come. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to be conscious of your time. So I just have a few more questions. Yeah, sure. The first one is if you could write any message at all on a billboard that millions of people would see, what would you write? Mm. You are the medicine. Yeah. You are the medicine, especially nowadays when, you know, where, where everything is just so heightened is to be able to tap into our own healing resource, tap into what, what does, you know, each of us, what do each of us want and need or desire and, and to be an action to fulfill that. I remember seeing a, a, a poster and it was, there was a question of how, you know, we got all these gifts and everything. We got to get this out there to the people. And they said, no, no, uh, we got to work for it. Put it in the place where they wouldn't think to go. And they, and they said, we're going to put it inside their bodies. Right, I'm paraphrasing what that is, but um, but it's the idea of to access the the gems that we are seeking to go within. And as cliche as that may sound, it is absolutely what we need to do. That's so, everything. So each of us. We are our, our, our own medicine to our own desires, wishes, and transformation and growth. Mm, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And since the umbrella topics of this podcast are spirituality, sexuality, and self-love, I have one question for each of those categories. So the first one is, what makes you feel most connected to spirit? Oh, um, I would say uh, meditation and dance. Um, yeah, and the drum. The drum really connects me to spirit, and I noticed that early on when I when I um, was first exploring African dance. 
And I noticed there was such a connection to the drums and bare feet on the ground and just dancing like for an hour, sometimes two hours and just be drenched and feeling glorious. <laughs> but, and we would go and at insane paces. And I'd wonder how, 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 you know, and we just do it over and over and over. And there was something about it. And the more I got into it and the more I got into the spirituality and the connection to it, especially um, the roots in, in Africa and the Caribbean and, and, and uh, Central America, sorry, South America. Yeah, and Central America too. Um, it, it started to make more sense. You know, that this, the spirituality that is connected with the drum, our heartbeat connecting with the drum, you know, our bodies, you know, that, that frequency, when we feel that drum and we're up close, it's like, boom, you know, that, um, that really connects me to spirit. Mm. Yeah, there, I agree. There's something about the drum that just unleashes this raw version of yourself. I agree completely. And what turns you on in life? Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, hmm. Connection, um, connection with people that I, that are in my inner circle, the people that I cherish, uh, when we're just laughing and having a good time and, you know, just in the mo moment, like, a, like what lights me up is when there's music playing, there's food, there's, you know, people are laughing, talking, having a good time. And it's just, it's just, you know, yeah, those belly laughs and your cheeks are hurting because you're smiling so much. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a beautiful, um, it's just a beautiful energy. Um, hmm, music, uh, listening to music that really just connects me and uh, various types of music. Uh, I grew up with Caribbean and R&B and um, reggae and jazz um, and pop music, you know, so and tribal and dance and you know, all those things. So when it's something really just like, I hear a song, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, it's like, this is the best song ever. You know, I'll listen to it like five times. It's just, and I'll just dissect it in the notes. And I remember I heard this song, um, I was listening to a house podcast and they played this song and it was by this house group called Blaze. They're not together anymore, but they were ahead of their time. They had the song called Found Love. I'm walking home and I'm hearing the notes of this song and I'm just hearing the lyrics. I, I found love, a higher love. Life is good found true love and it repeated over and over and the melody was going and my I thought I, I think I was dancing on the sidewalk and I didn't care and I went home and I, and I, was, I was texting my friend I was like you got to hear this song <laughs> It was so good. And, and I blasted it loud in the house. And I must have replayed it like three times. It was just, it so moved my soul. 
and just the feeling of love. When you feel that love being expressed either by your partner or through a kind gesture or a word, you know, it's just, it just really, it, it renders me speechless at times because it's just like, wow. Like, wow. And like, you think that much of like, wow. So to be immersed in that is like, hmm, beautiful. What is your favorite act of self-love? For myself, I think it would be just to give myself what I need. Uh, is to is to listen and to to take a step back to pay attention and be like, okay, what do you need right now? Or if I notice I'm in a challenging position, I'll be like, okay, okay, we need to do gratitude. You need to do gratitude right now. You need to get out of this rabbit hole. Or um, seeing my schedule, and if it's like it's a little, too, if it's like, oh wow, it's really full. Okay, where can where can I make some space? So that act of self love to really pay attention to give myself the space, or understand, or really listen, really listening and acting from whatever deep messages that I receive. Like I remember I was in a space that uh, was not the greatest. And I, I was in my wild woman phase just before my moon cycle came. And I, my wild woman was livid. She was livid. And I, and I didn't realize it at the time, but as soon as my moon came, it made perfect sense. She was livid. She was angry. And, she, and it was just like, ah, there was so much like that needed to get out, like anger expression that needed to get out. And so that the act of self-love in that moment was to not dismiss what the wild woman was trying to tell me, right? I could have just dismissed that and be like, okay, that was, yeah, okay, I'm better now. Let's not worry about that and go back and do some of the same things that made that wild woman go, ah! you know? <laughs> It was to recognize and acknowledge the wild woman and the what what was I frustrated about? What was I angry about? What was I livid about? What did I not like? What were the, the things that were just not? It was like it, it was complete restriction and contraction. And the body was just like this. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? And then so when it was relaxed, it was like, okay, now what were the messages? Right, And so that act of self-love was to recognize, acknowledge, and to act with intention of learning from that situation. Mm. So beautiful. God, I could listen to you forever. Your energy is so intoxicating <laughs> and vibrant and magnetic, and you have such a way of speaking your messages in this powerful story. You're such a powerful storyteller. And I would also love to ask, what have you been working on or creating recently that people can check out? Yeah, well, um, I've been creating a 30-day movement practice, ritual movement practice journey that starts in January. So we have that going on and um, recreating 
a uh, an immersive womb experience that will be released in the spring, and then and uh, just deepening in more into one on one mentorship that I have with my clients that are it's three months. And it's a beautiful deep dive um, into the womb and it's crafted specifically for that beautiful divine soul that comes and is like ready to say, yes, I'm willing, let's go. And we dive deep in this beautiful, safe and immersive and expansive sacred space um, for, 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 and I hold and I facilitate and I hold that, um, that energy for, that person to come in and do their work and to reconnect and release and find themselves from the womb and out into the world. And I feel like we're, you know, January, this new year, we're coming into this space where we're really redefining how we want to live. And what better way to go from the core of the body to really examine and to, to do the work and to the playful inquiry of, of that beautiful deep transformation. So I'm excited to uh, dive and serve more beautiful divine people in that, in those portals. And then, yeah, and then got some monthly um, ceremonies uh, that are gonna be starting in January. We got one on the 20th that it's, it's uh, from the divine feminine perspective of abundance and wealth. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So some beautiful things are happening. So for all of those lovely goodies, um, they're on my website, uh, thegoddessmoves.space. And then I also write, uh, contribute to blog, my blog that I have on there and then weekly emails. Um, that I send out with juicy nuggets and exclusive info about new things coming up. So, mm-hmm. Incredible. And I'll put all the links to your website and your social media pages in the show notes. And for everyone listening, I very much recommend following Nicole on Instagram. She hosts some incredible Instagram live conversation series and all of her posts carry this vibrant, vivacious energy that you just witnessed and so many words of wisdom. So definitely check her out on Instagram. And yeah, Nicole, I cannot thank you enough for this conversation and for taking the time to talk with me today. It was so enlightening and insightful and powerful. And I feel very confidently that people are going to find so many golden nuggets and aha moments from this conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for, for uh, opening up the space and for, yeah, it's been a beautiful conversation. And thank you, everybody, for watching and, and taking it all in. And yeah, don't, uh, don't hesitate to connect if you have additional questions. Uh, I am here in devotion to you. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Hi again, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and that it helped to expand your consciousness and perspective in some way. If you liked what you heard or just want to show some love, it would mean the absolute world if you ranked and reviewed the show, sent it to your friends or family, and hit the subscribe button. 
This allows more people to discover soul nectar, keeps the show up and running, and lets me know you beautiful people are out there listening. And if you do leave a review, make sure to take a screenshot and send it to Nadine at bloomwithnadine.com. That's N-A-D-I-N-E at B-L-O-O-M-W-I-T-H-N-A-D-I-N-E dot com. And I will personally send a very special gift over your way. Share this episode on Instagram or your other social media handles with your biggest aha moments and takeaways. I'd love to shout you out and hear what resonated with you. Okay, take care and I'll see you in the next episode, my loves. Bye.